Soli, give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. Do, 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 do. All right. Okay. We'll give everyone a chance to come back in. I'll put on some music while we wait. Um, and try and get everyone back in.
Well, my apologies everyone that was a attempt this is attempt number two we had some slight technical issues so we'll make some changes to the service to make it all fit and we're going to start with our reading today this is from this is the word of the lord actually we'll start with a prayer because you didn't hear me pray <laughs> start all over again Hey everyone, welcome to a Stoner Sunday service, attempt number two. We had some technical difficulties, we're through them. I'm Pastor Pothead, fully ordained Christian pastor through the International Council of Community Churches. This is an open service where all are welcome, and services should last no more than 30 minutes, although today might be a little bit funny. Let's pray. Father, we've come before you today with humble hearts. We praise you for your goodness and mercy. We thank you for your many blessings in our lives. We ask for your guidance and wisdom as we go through this church service. Help us to open our hearts and our minds to hear from you. Amen. So today's reading comes from Exodus 25. It is a, just a single passage. This is the word of the Lord. Do not bow to them or worship them, because I, the Lord your God, am a passionate God. I punish children for their parents' sins, even to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. Let us pray. Help me to speak your word with faithfulness, clarity, authority, passion, wisdom, humility, and liberty. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. So today's sermon discusses what I consider one of the one of the odd pieces of scripture that that we try to find meaning to, and I think we overlook the most important meaning. In this place, God is saying two things. One, He's saying that you should worship no other gods before Me. But the other thing He says is that with sin, you get pun your parents' sins are punished to the children and their children's children and their children's children. And some of the, the translations have it go on forever. And it's a difficult thing to think because we want to think of God as a loving God. And who, what God is a loving God who decides that if you make a mistake, everyone in your life that, that is offspring from you will be punished for that mistake. Is that really a loving God? And it, it, it filters throughout the Bible, this idea of punishing children for their parents' sins. We see it in Deuteronomy, in Numbers, in John, in the letters to the Corinthians. It follows throughout the entire Bible, this idea of punishment. And I think when we, when we live within this and we, and we see this, 
we have difficulty putting our minds around what's going on. And I think what's happening is we're missing the point. You know, if we view the Bible as more than just um, the historical documents, but, but a setting of rules and things to help you live your life so that you can accomplish the two rules that God places upon us, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself, how does this fit? Because if I, because it doesn't feel like love. But I think what this is saying, this is a warning about our actions, less than a warning about how God is going to hate us. You see, we're brought up and we live in a life where we believe that every action has an equal opposite reaction. And that reaction is the consequence of the action you take. So if I punch my brother, my brother gets hurt, he cries and tells mom, and mom comes and punishes me. My action was the punch. The consequences is punishment. That's a direct punishment. But say I punch my brother. He's in a bad mood now, and he goes to the grocery store. And he pushes someone out of the way because he's in a bad mood. And then that person's in a bad mood. And this action that I did back home just to punch my brother is, is now being felt down the line. And I think what God is warning us here is that we as, as people who have a freedom, the freedom of choice, God gives us this freedom to choose. And it's more than just the freedom to choose to accept or reject God. It's a freedom to choose the actions we're going to take with knowledge that we are responsible for the consequences of our actions. And not only are we responsible, the world is responsible for the consequences of our actions. And that I mean that every action you have can have a set of, of consequences that flow down. You know, the butterfly effect. If a butterfly beats its wings in Africa, what stirs up some dust, what kicks up some this, ultimately we end up with a hurricane that takes down Louisiana. That's the idea of the butterfly effect. Something as simple as the beating of a butterfly's wings and how it affects the wind currents and affects the sands and affects the weather, affects the weather all the way across the world. And that's the same idea that they're really trying to give here, is that for every action that we as humans have done since the beginning of time when we're able to do it, those actions have a cascading effect of consequences that never really cease. In, in that, that, you know, our ability to invent the gasoline engine. It's a great accomplishment, but there are consequences beyond that because now we're, we're stuck on the use of fossil fuels and they cause pollution in the air and those pollutions do affect our environment. And in that, our environment reacts and, and not only are we dealing with the consequences, but, you know, everything deals with it. The air deals with it. Our world deals with it. Animals deal with it. Plants deal with it. And that's what God's really explaining here. Is that for everything you do, you can't just think about the immediate of what's going to be caused by what you did. You have to look further down. What will, my, what will be the consequences of my action? Now, it's difficult to to tree this out. It's not as simple as saying, I know if I do X, then Y and Z and the rest of the alphabet will occur. 
I know if I do X, Y, and Z might happen, but I don't know what comes after that. So this is where love comes into the effect. We know that if we treat people with love and they accept that love that we treat them with, over time, people will be happier and nicer to each other because the actual effect of our being nice will slowly filter through and the consequences of our love and niceness will hopefully affect the world around us and the people around us so that they love and are nice to people also. It also means that we shouldn't take lightly the things that occur. We sit here in a world where we question and wonder why bad things happen to good people and why does God let this happen? And I think this is an explanation also that we have trouble putting in our mind. You know, let's look at something, and I'll say it's simple, but something like cancer. Cancer is a mutation of human cells caused by environmental factors or biological factors. We're not quite sure everything that causes cancer. But what we do know, ultimately, is we cause it. Now, we personally might not have caused it. It might be something that was done seven generations ago. But the cause and the effect of these things are things that we as humans more than likely have put in place. So the idea that God lets bad things happen to good people isn't really true. What God lets happen is the consequences of our actions. He lets them continue to happen because he gives us the freedom of choice of making that action. If he were to affect the consequences of that action, he is no longer giving us free choice. He is affecting our choice because our reactions to the consequences are another choice we have to make. So God in him giving us freedom to do as we wish and choose as we wish and even love as we wish has consequences. And in that, we live within them. So if you think about all of this, if you think about a spider web, you think of every action as the center of that web. And the consequences are what blows out from that web. And everyone and everything they do as we move about the world are interconnecting and interweaving ourselves. So that we ultimately, even with thousands and thousands of miles between us, at some point our webs intersect due to the way our actions intersect others. Hopefully, this helps you understand this section of the Bible. This is a difficult one for me, even me, to get. And there are other ones we're going to look at. One of my other favorite ones is when we look at how can a camel fit through the eye of a needle easier than a wealthy man can. And we'll look at that in a few weeks. But this week, I want you to really think. When we, when we leave today, I want you to really think, are there things we do every day that do not affect people positively. And by not affecting others positively, are we starting a cascade of negativity? If I do one thing negative that was not caused by anything around me, that was caused by me stubbing my toe, one of those simple things that we know we can't point at anyone else other than our inability to see what's in front of us, and my stubbing my toe puts me in a bad mood and I share that bad mood with the person next to me who shares it with the next two people next to them, who then share it with the four people next to them and the eight and the 16 and the 32. And you see where I'm going, it's bigger and bigger. It's like computer memory. It just continues to, to you know, grow logarithmically until we've affected the whole world because David stubbed his toe. 
So think about those actions you do every day that might not be causing a positive cascade, but a negative cascade. Because I believe that is the ultimate message God is giving us here, is that God is not directly punishing us. He's allowing the consequences to occur for the sins that we do. He's allowing that negativity to cascade because we started that cascading negativity. And in his allowance, what he's doing is he's letting us choose. So I ask, let's try and just cascade positivity and share with everyone our love. Let us pray. Loving God, fill my heart with the love that you freely give. Make love my first and last thoughts. May I love others and freely give to them. Make my spirit a spirit of joy, happiness, and love for both my friends and my enemies. Help me love as it abundantly as you have loved me. Amen. So I'm going to start this next song to, to play. As the song plays, if you have any prayer requests, you can either add them to the comments of the room below, or you can shoot me a DM with your prayer requests, and I will go through the prayer requests uh, after the song, and we'll pray as a group for, for everybody. So up next is not a 10-minute song. I don't know why that popped up in my list, but God Turned It Around by John Reddick. Turn this thing around. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. I'm calling on the name that changes everything. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. All of my hope is in the name, the name of Jesus. Breakthrough will come, come in the name, the name of Jesus. I'm praying God will come and turn this thing around. Oh, yes, God, turn it around.
Normally, I'd have you out of here in two minutes, but, you know, with technical difficulties, I might need to split some of the time difference with you. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for this beautiful day, for this opportunity for all of us to come together and worship you. I ask you to watch over us all and take what's in our hearts and, and help us find a way to make that true. I ask you to watch over Pete and Soli, Bagel, the funny Doge, Submissive, Anne, Terrence, Sapphire, Cam, and Timeless. You know what we, we have in need for ourselves and what we have need for our family and our friends. We ask that you reach down and grant us that tight hug and make us feel your special touch so that we know you're with us and we can feel your love. It is in your name that we pray. Amen. Okay, your favorite part of church, tithing. Everyone, give me your money. Ah, just kidding. Yeah, I know. I tell this joke every week. I need to find a new joke. I'll never find a new joke, by the way, because, you know, I'm, I'm old and I'm a dad, and it is the church dad joke that exists. So tithing, I think, directly relates to the sermon we had today. You see, tithing is the sharing of your talents, your treasure, and your time to support the communities you live in, work in, and play in. The people that surround you. And by doing positive things to support that community, you show others the positive things they can do to support the community. You make people feel better about themselves because they're being supported. You make them feel loved. Tithing is the act of sharing the gifts that God has blessed you with to care for your community. Now, I don't need your gifts, so I ask that you share those, time, treasure, or talents, any combination of the three, with your community. You know, mow your neighbor's lawn, foster a pet, donate to your local homeless shelter, work a food kitchen, carry a, a cooler of water and socks and fruit in your back seat to give to the poor people that are, you know, asking for help that sit in the middle of the roads like they do here in Charlotte. Do something to support your community. And in that, you're supporting God. That is the idea of tithing. And the idea of this cascading effect that we talked about, cascading positivity, is directly affected by this. So I ask this week that you take some time to support your community. Let us pray. God, thank you for meeting us here tonight and delivering your word. May each soul in this place have been touched through the songs and the preaching. May each take to heart the word that came forth. We pray that those seeking an answer received it and those that needed a special touch were granted that touch. Bless each of us and keep us safe until we're able to gather together again. And to those of you in the room, I say go into this world with confidence. Trust that Christ is walking with you so you can go be a beacon of light, a beacon of cascading positivity in this dark, dark world. Amen. Thank you. I'm going to close us out with an ending song. You're welcome to leave at any point. The service has been recorded. If any of you um, need to speak to me or have any questions about things, please shoot me a DM. I am available 
just about any time. I think I'm I'm up in in spaces from like 6 a.m. until 2 a.m. So I'm around. This is Joyful Noise by Matt Mayer. Everyone have a blessed night and an amazing week. Thank you, everyone, for being here. I will see you again next Sunday. Love you all. Have an amazing week.